All right. Have we started? I guess we started. Okay. Yeah. Great. All right. Let's get the pleasantries out of the way. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. What if, What are you doing with your life right now? Anything? Any Anything fun happened? <laughs> been attacked what? by any bears lately? Not Not bears. I had some falling metal spikes land near me a couple of days ago, but I'm fine. Radical. All right. Let's do that again. No. No. Yeah, no. we're going. We're going. No, no, we, no, 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 no edits. Just keep going. Just keep yeah, going. No, no edits. Um, no edits. Lots of edits. No. What? Well, you said you wanted to be professional. Uh, yeah, but now we're talking about nothing. Did no, you I mean, get hit by, by fallen spikes or from metal spikes? Yes. Yeah, Matt, are you Wait, are you going to like? Yeah, like, what, what, why were there spikes? Why are, there are no real falling spikes I in was, real life? Why didn't you talk about that? <laughs> these are what? There. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, I almost got hit by these. And well, he asked about bears, and so I thought of dangerous situations, and I'm supposed to keep these things brief. Matt, we're well, just, we're, we're, no, Matt, we're these, these beginning pleasantries are supposed to last for like 10 to 15 minutes before we get to the main thing. You're just going to leave it? They'll and, understand and the kind of person squished? I am by how I riff off of everything. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to explain the falling spikes? We're going to do indirect... Why would I explain falling spikes? That's just a common life occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> where do you live? I know where you live. There are no falling spikes around there usually. Not usually. Well, sometimes... Things are poorly made in my house. So let's let's. Oh God, what, what are you? Okay, were the falling spikes in your house? They were outside. They were outside okay. your house. Were they specifically made to be spikes, or were they spikes that served some function? They were they were made to be decorative spikes. Decorative spikes. <laughs> decorative <laughs> spikes. Why are there decorative? No, okay, ignore that question. I just want to know. What are we the elite for? <laughs> you live in Bowser's castle. This is so edgy. Oh my! Okay. They were like comic spikes. They had a rectangular metal shaft that led up to. I I think they looked like sort of uh, fleur de lis, and the top of the fleur de lis. Was spiked. Yes, a fluid ID. Yes, we all know what that is. I do like salad. The symbol of the French royal family. That little. Oh, 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 okay. I'm a. a, a, Wow, I actually knew what that was, and I was just blanking. Now I just feel dumb. Now I feel very alone now. I feel like. I didn't know what it was, but I I know once you described it, yes, I do know what it is. I feel like now we're on like opposite sides and I have to fight you all. It's, it's like a Mario Party. It's, exactly it's determined, it's determined yeah, to be a three v one. It's Mario Party. Dodge the falling spikes. Why should it be free It's more fun that way. Because that's boring. All right. Okay. All right. The metal at the base of the spikes got corroded and weak, and they started to like bend over as I was messing with the frame of the thing they were attached to, and then they just like bent and then started to fall off, and I I looked up and jumped back as they landed and embedded in the ground at my feet. So this was just self-inflicted spike dodging. I was trying to fix up my parents' backyard. I can't believe it. Thank you for attacking my spikes. Your parents have spikes in their backyard. <laughs> it's it's a part of the uh, gardening decor. 
That's so edgy. That's pretty edgy. Uh, yeah. All right. That was that was a fun conversation. You see where we can go with these things, Matt? When you don't just give us an awkward silence after you say you were attacked by spikes. Well, you see, we went interesting places regardless. Yeah, because I yelled at you. Yeah, <laughs> which is entertainment. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we're just going to go down the list on the Discord. So, Max. Yes. How have you been doing? Well, I've been doing all right. Uh, I know, you know, like earlier today, I was being questioned on whether or not I'd even be here at all. Yeah, because it was I, really I know, unclear. I know, I know Larson was unclear about it. Matt was wondering why Larson was clear, unclear about it, and Gareth was just kind of along for the ride. <laughs> but is, yeah. is it meta if I complain about meta commentary? <laughs> yes, so let's not do that. Uh, but uh, otherwise, I've been doing good. Uh, you know, just been hanging around. You've been playing a lot of Mountain Warblade. Uh, I have been playing a lot of Mountain Warblade. Like, which yeah, is best to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, minute before we're recording this. This is the yes. only time in the entire day I have not seen the words playing Mountain <laughs> Warblade. You would Mount be correct. Warbland. Uh, it's because it's a really good game. It's on sale right now, summer sale. Oh, you know. God. <laughs> uh, so it, it's, a, it's a good bang for your buck. Tail World sponsorship <laughs> sponsored by. Uh, I, we 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 both know it's not a sponsorship. I just want to see more people in the Napoleonic Wars. Oh my god! <laughs> but anywho, uh, otherwise, I don't know. That's I, what I, I've I been still doing don't know how the game works because every time I ask you, I just get something about like drums or. Art. Yeah, okay. All of it's all about the Piper. It make any sense. Like, I've, I've heard so many things. Like, it sounded, at first I thought it was like a first-person, like, medieval siege game with, like, capture points and stuff. And, like, you had to capture castles and stuff. But now you talk about tax collecting, and it sounds like there's side quests and missions. Uh, no, no, no. And, and no, Larson. Is rich? No, Larson. So, what, what me and Matt play together is uh, like a DLC of the main game of the Napoleonic Wars, and it's like it's a PvP thing or multiplayer only, where we fight in the Napoleonic Wars with like muskets and you know bayonets. Definitely, uh, always bayonets. branches if there's nothing else. Around. Oh God! Um, but anyway, three branches. That's and that's basically attacking a point, or it's just a death match, or whatever. But what we talk about, like the tax collecting, whatever. That's the basic game. That's only single player where we're actually put into a country and we try to aspire to being, like, a lord of our own and, you know, own kingdoms and own, like, land and villages and whatever. That's where all that comes in. Okay. Uh, which, also, which also includes the taking the points and taking castles and whatever. Okay. But not bayonets, because that takes place in the medieval times, you know. Okay. You know, from the way you're describing it, it sounds a bit like Spore in that it's a little bit of a bunch of different types of game. A little bit, I would say. You're also making I, it sound I think you could honor. say that then most every game is a little bit like Spore. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth, how you been? <laughs> I've been doing pretty okay. I got a break because um, Ochem. Yeah, we should probably mention yeah. that all all four of us are currently entering our second year of college. Or, mm. or, yes, or we will be, except for Gareth, who just goes to school all day every day and takes one class apparently, which is OCHEM. 
Yep, OChem 1. And on Tuesday, I get to start OChem 2. Oh, my. How'd your finals go, Karen? The finals went fine. It's just really, I don't like school over the summer. It's it's ridiculous. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I, can, I can totally get behind that. I understand that completely. But hey, hey, who'd have thunk it? <laughs> hey, but um, you've gotten back into screening, which I assume is going to stop almost immediately once you get back into school. Oh, yes, I'm going to stream. I, I streamed for, like, two days. Uh, I mean, hey, when I actually was streaming, I streamed for a week. I got a good amount of followers, and I disappeared off the face of the planet. And everyone, okay, there was, like, three people who actually watched me religiously, which was really funny. Um, they, like, messaged me and stuff. They're like, hey, are, are, are you still streaming? Well, where'd you go? We miss you. And I was, I actually kind of felt really sad because, like, uh, sorry, dude, I'm in college. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Gareth, you transformed from a man into a community, and yeah. you shirked your responsibilities as the head of that community. Yeah. You yeah. should feel bad. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like this choice, but I mean, I guess it's better. I mean, okay, in, in all fairness, I didn't feel that, but I didn't feel like that bad because I gave him a hat on TF2 because I felt bad. Of course. <laughs> I felt like that redeemed me. No. Yeah. Your life does not belong to you anymore. It belongs to three strangers on the internet <laughs> and also partially now three friends on the internet. Oh, no. You owe them. <laughs> I mean, on that note, like, I've been, I've been thinking about, like, uh, YouTubers and, like, watching them and, like, when they release, like, update videos, like, you know, this is the direction I'm going and, like, I, I want to let you guys know this, whatever. And I was like, well, it is very interesting how they have to, like, not only is it their job, but they're, like, living for other people now, like, to satisfy them. And it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Even uh, if they, like, don't like it. I mean, yeah, that, or some people of, don't, but other people, like, do. I don't know, it depends. That's kind of but Yeah, how, there are YouTubers that don't really like it. I mean, that's kind of how media works. You can have the mentality of, like, okay, I'm going to make what I want, and if people want to watch it, then they'll watch it. Or you can have the mentality of, like, I need to please these people. Well, yeah, but as opposed to, like, on YouTube, where, like, or in, like, even Twitch streaming and whatnot, like, a lot of the time, that's just, like, there's only one person, so it's all on that one person. Yeah, I, I guess that's just because, like, it... It's less of a fun thing, and then it becomes a job for those yeah. people. One of the one of the things that's weird is like it's sort of like it's one of the more intimate, commercialized things. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Out like I could tell you, you become the product. Yeah, I guess, and they also your fans get to know you very personally, which kind of makes sort of this weird, very asymmetrical relationship. Like, I know a freaky amount about the game drops, but they don't know me, and that's weird. Mm. That, wow, I never actually thought about it like that. What if they do I, know a lot about you? I don't, think, I don't think they do. And then think about, like, the people who go onto YouTube and do vlogs. Their entire job... I don't want to talk is, about those people. ...is <laughs> telling people about their life. What, do you do you not like people like that? I like the the vlog I don't a lot. I don't necessarily it matters. I don't it like matters. or dislike that kind of person. I'm just noting that it's a it's a weird and interesting dynamic that they develop with their audience. Yeah, yeah. it, it yeah, is weird. Well, it's just like a style. I think I think we should we should we should stop here before we get too in depth in this. I mean, <laughs> we none of us have really prepared anything or thought about this. We've, we've actually we've all thought about this probably right. 
We all think oh, yeah, a little bit. We think yeah. a lot about online media. I know I do. Yeah, well, I don't have a life, so. <laughs> hey, man, you're the most e-famous of the four of us. You have three people who just come after you when you disappear. <laughs> to be fair, I've been on uh, on a good amount of Eli's videos. I'd say I <laughs> I've got a following. <laughs> if you just dropped completely off the face of the earth, those three would get together and do like a Nancy Drew, a Hardy Boys style adventure to track you down, and they would Maybe bust the you. door down into your Ochem lecture. Oh, that would actually oh, there be he is. awesome. That, I would be so happy if that happened. Yeah, possibly I'm thinking that's what happened to me, but if it happened to Garrett, I'd be very happy. You streamed Just eight? give them all of your hats on TF2. You streamed at 8 in the morning? At this point, I will. No, Ochem is at 8 in the morning. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, it is. <laughs> wow, I'm so glad I'm not going to school right now. Mmm. Yeah, don't pick up two miners that are useless. Anyway. Yeah, I don't even need have any holes to mine things from. Well, why would I need miners? Uh, because... <laughs> you're like... I, I can't answer that. I tried, but I can't answer that. <laughs> All right. Uh, there, there is no answer to that. All right. So, uh, also, Gareth, you have recently finally gotten into Overwatch after a whole lot of time of your computer not being able to support it. You Literally mean, after the anniversary update. <laughs> you've, you've, you've even gotten to the closed beta, and yet you've still been sitting on the sidelines. How does that yeah. make you feel? I, I, don't, I don't really know, because, like, yes, it did suck. That Okay, it actually really did suck when I get that notification. Hey, you're in the closed beta. And I'm like, oh, sweet, time to download the game. You can't play this game because you're having <laughs> NVIDIA Quadro. Wow, I... Oh, you know, you want to know my feeling about that, Gareth? What? When the open beta for For Honor was out, <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to play it, and sounds like, "Oh, you wanted to play this? Mm, oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Why did you get into the beta? Was it just an open open beta for? Well, they had a closed beta. I did not get into that, but in the open beta. I downloaded it. You see, Gareth got into the special closed beta for Overwatch because he was a streamer. Those three people well, all worked at Nintendo. I was a streamer. <laughs> I would probably just randomly chose it. But there was so many things that happened to me during that one week while I was streaming. I also got into the closed beta for the, um, what is it, the TF2 matchmaking. But I was like, whoa. And I kept making jokes about, I'm a streamer now. Look at all these privileges I get. I just got lucky. <laughs> Maybe you did. Mm. But now now you've finally played Overwatch. You've played quite a bit of it. You've even done your ranked placements now. Gotten to gold. Good job. You're with me. You're below max. Yeah. Good job. I'm still playing the soldiers. Mm. <laughs> but how are, you, how are you liking it? Is it as good as you thought it would be? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I thought there'd be more people using... I wish there were more people talking, like actually using their mm. mic. Um, I feel that too, but it's also like if you try to take... Quick play seriously, you get shouted down for taking quick play seriously. And oh yeah, pretty that, pretty often or pretty like like always. <laughs> yeah, that really sucks. I don't like that. I don't. That's kind of. I, mean, well, I think that's just a more I'm, just a dynamic of or dynamic of people like who have conflicting goals in the game, which yeah. is always hard to say because you know like not everybody really cares. <laughs> yeah, I know not everybody cares, and like I get that there's competitive for the people who do care and quick play for the people who don't. But competitive is pretty bad. 
It's pretty toxic. Yeah, it definitely can be. I don't know. I'd say I'd say it's more mixed with uh, that. I don't think it's that toxic, or like of the majority. But I'd say that like there are, but like with every competitive game, there, there pretty much is. But I'd say there's a lot of friendly people on Overwatch also, though. Like more oh, so yeah. than you think. Yeah, but you know, like I mean, that one that one mean person will ruin it for you, even if you just play ten great uh, games full of great people. You know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's listen, true. listen up, Hansel Mings. I'm calling all you out right now. Oh man, I'm shutting off because we don't have a healer. I have got the Hanzo rant all lined up. It's almost done. It's gonna go on the internet eventually. Ooh boy, <laughs> that was a fun day. All right, any, anything um, else, Gareth? Anything else you wanna bring us up to speed on? Um, not anything. I'm just on the previous topic about like more people like using mics, I will say right now that I am really spoiled with, like, the mic thing, because when I played TF2, I played TF2 Lobby, and you're forced to use a microphone, or you get banned. So, yeah. Um, I'm used to everyone talking, and if they don't, you're outie. Yeah, I know. I I love it when people talk when they do call-outs and stuff. It helps so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, Larson, how have you been? I've been alright. So, as you three know, I my family is currently taking care of five kittens, and two of them are blind because of a virus, and it's sad and also very disgusting. But their their eyes are looking better, so that's nice. That's good. You mentioned yeah. that their eyesight is going to come back, at yes, least, I least to some degree. Yes, I don't know oh exactly gosh. what's that's up. Awesome. With, yeah, I don't know what exactly is up with the virus, but as of right now, based on the limited testing you can do with a kitten. They can't see, essentially, at all. Lewis and Blake, Blake Belladonna, neither one of them can see. But apparently, according to the people at the vet, their eyesight should come back. There should be permanent damage to their eyesight, which honestly doesn't surprise me, given how their eyes look. But um, they should get some eyesight back, which is, I've, I'm really happy about that. That I, I find that, that con- the whole concept of blindness to be just terrifying. Yeah, same. Uh, and these little, I don't these think little I baby kittens as much, but are are like furry little packages of pure innocence. They don't deserve that. Yeah, they exactly. don't. They're so amazing. Even after the terrible things Blake Belladonna has done, no one deserves to be blind. I can't make rude references. I'm sorry. I'll I'll contain myself from now on. Anyway. I wasn't going to say nothing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what else I'm doing? Uh, I've got Max's saxophone, and I played that a little bit. Mm. Max lost his neck strap, so that's kind of ha- hampering the experience a little bit. Just get a chair. Put it on the chair in front of you. In between oh, your legs. So, yeah, let me get a second chair. And No, they don't need a second chair. Just be on a chair and put it between your legs. Uh, fine. I never Wait, actually I, I hope you're do- playing it like that, are, are you? He obviously is I, not. Garrett. Max, I have no idea how to play the saxophone. So when you play an alto, you put it in between your legs. Okay, you don't put it off the side. No, that's usually just for tenor. Okay, baritone. I shouldn't. I'll not do that anymore. Yes. <laughs> when you play the saxophone, you have to gyrate your hips and stand up and, and hump the air to get <laughs> to get the right kind of flow and groove. <laughs> do you have to gyrate your hips? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Diaphragm. Have you not been? Diaphragm. No. I mean, I mean there's no wonder I was the first chair. Now, 
Now, Matt, there's a problem with that. I understand that will probably help my sound quality, but there's a problem. I don't have a neck strap. <laughs> so it will sound. Who needs a neck strap? I it do. can be kept aloft by the sheer grooviness <laughs> of your moves and or tunes. Man, if I could levitate instruments with my sheer grooviness, you better believe I would put all my effort into making myself more groovy. But I can't, so I don't. Anyway. If if the grooviest man in America, picture John Travolta in Saturday Night, Live, in Saturday Night Fever, walked into a church, could he groove the organ out of its foundations? Uh, uh, we can't talk about bringing organs out of their foundations yet, Matt. We haven't gotten to the topic yet. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. Uh, I guess that is actually a really good segue. Let's move on to the topic. So our topic today was chosen by Matt. Hello. And it is... Yes, hello, Matt. Hi. Our topic Who's today... Matt? Is Let's introduce him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can do this. Part. Do you want to? Do you want to introduce your topic? Sure, go ahead. I, I've been thinking about ways to introduce it. Okay, so whenever you go and you get your driver's license, the little scrunched-over hunchback lady at the counter asks you <laughs> if you would like to be an organ donor, so that if you get into a car crash and die in some raucous carnage, your organs are going to go to people who need them. But here's, here is the question. Would you be willing to give an organ away while you're alive? We'll use the example of a kidney. But what we want to know is, would you, give, would you be willing to give an organ away? And under what circumstances? Like, would it just be for close family? Extended family, friends, strangers, would you walk into the nearest OR and shout, please take my kidney, give it to some diabetic or something? I don't think that would help a diabetic now that I think no, about it. I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, it depends on the diabetic, doesn't it? Maybe, the, well, yeah. they could have kidney failure and be on dialysis, but that's beside well, the point. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to help either type of diabetes, I don't think, except in. It might help type one. Oh, I don't know. It's been a while. Well, it can cause kidney you failure. You think it just absorbs the power. It, the it causes kidney failure. Just like you absorb so his brother's kidney. Another kidney. So and I, then they'll escort you out because you're just shouting about ripping your organs out. <laughs> all right. So so how this is going to work is we're all... Isn't there... Uh, wait, hold, wait, hold, isn't there a... Isn't there a... What's it called? A Rick and Marty episode like that? Shush. <laughs> Sponsored that. Not that organ. <laughs> Next. We have to refrain. Yeah, we have to refrain from organ jokes, okay? Okay. We have to refrain from organ I already made the one for today. That's our, we've met our quota no more. All right. So how this is going to work mm-hmm. is, in the name of having a civil discussion, we, have, we are all going to give a prepared, uninterrupted statement of just a few sentences of our overall feelings on this topic, and then we'll get into more of like a... a regular discussion. So I think since Matt, this is Matt's topic, I think Matt should give his statement first. Okay, I'll keep the soapbox in the corner for now. For now. For now. For now? My basic feeling on this is, I've got two kidneys, I kind of only need the one, but I have a tendency to put myself in grievous bodily harm. 
As uh, are the spikes. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. And there is a good chance that could fall right on your kidney. <laughs> Max. Their kidney-seeking spike. It's an inevitability. Max. Don't <laughs> There's a good chance that one day my luck will run out and I will wind up actually being seriously injured. And that could cause serious trauma to one of my kidneys. And I could use the other one in that case. But once I turn, like, 40 or 50, I'm going to stop taking that kind of risk, and I'm going to not so heavily need two kidneys. And so around that time, I think I am going to go to a hospital and ask them to take one of my kidneys. All right. Is that, is that are, all you have to say? Are you screaming? I'm, I am just trying to put my position there. Okay. That's that's what I'm doing. Alright, is that is that all? Is that in your statement? Yes. Alright, yep. so who, who wants to go next? Max. I guess I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that before he uh, before he said my name, but let's okay. let's go in the same order that we went with the how are you doing. So Alright. So how I think about the organizing. Well I wait, hold on a sec. Let me see my wallet. I can't remember if I put myself down for Oregon. <laughs> my answer. I was just wondering if I do. I don't know where, where is you that. You realize if you didn't, we're going to have to say you're a bad person. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're all going to call you out. We'll, we'll get another person in here, and we'll do a barbershop quartet. Where is it on the At the very bottom we'll, right, there should be a thing that says Oregon Donor Ohio, and it should have a little red heart. Uh, Max, I'm starting to think you might be a bad person. Max, <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's a mark there for being a non-organ donor. Uh, an <laughs> organ hoarder. <laughs> well, anyway, um, if if that was the case, then I would say a large part of that was I I thought about it, but then my mom probably talked my 16 year old self out of it. But anyway, um, I I would. I, I, if, you know, in the very end of case scenario, you know, like in the driver's license uh, scenario, if that sort of thing, if I get into a car crash, you know, I'm on deathbed or I'm dying, like, yeah, take my fucking organs, I don't care. Um, but, like, in case... Language. Like, okay. In other, in other cases, um, I would reserve that for friends and, you know, close family. Uh, like definitely, um, but as for like other people, um, it's like and countering your going against Matt's point, like what the older you get, then the more chance you have kidney failure. So then you would still need your kidneys. I don't know about that one. Uh, I would probably hold on to my organs, or hold on to the kidneys. Uh, you know, unless something, you know, crazy did happen. You know, or if like. I don't know exactly how what what uh, organs are taken and what for what reasons, so I can't really say what it was or what my choice would be. But you know, if I'm, I would even go older. Like if I'm freaking like 80, and I still have both my kidneys and they're working good, I'll just say, yeah, take one of my kidneys. <laughs> I'm 80. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, at that point, I don't think they'll want your kidney. A moth will cough on me, and I'll die. I'll just <laughs> take the kidney. All right, Max. Is that all you got to say? 
I guess so. All right. Gareth? Um, yeah, well, I I am an organ donor. I have I have my license in front of me, and I have the little heart right there. Um, but yeah, I oh thanks for like <laughs> c- crashes and stuff. Like if I if I like straight up die, I will give out my organs, but um, I will not go into a hospital and say, hey, yo, take my organs, uh, because I'd, okay, this this is a little bit weird, but it's mainly because like the regret part. Um, I do want to, like, help someone, but if I ever got into the situation where, like, one of my friends or close family, like, needed an organ, and I was like, oh, crap, I gave mine away, sorry, dude, and he dies, I'd, like, hate myself forever, man. That would just not be a chill time for me. So, I, I guess, like... That's, like, the biggest reason why. Also, I'm a little bit uh, swayed with my opinion on this because I'm, I want to go into tissue engineering to, like, get rid of this problem. Um, but, yeah, not, not live, but dead, yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. I guess it's my turn now. But you go said ahead. only live if, you know, your, your friend's family need it. Yes, exactly. Okay. If I if I know them, I'm like, yo, I can I can make a difference right here. Because I don't do like too much strenuous stuff at all. Uh, I'm not I'm not mad like trying to fight off spikes. <laughs> all right. Guess it's my turn then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I am mm-hmm. pretty much in the same place as Gareth in that I I would probably say. Like, if one of my brothers needed a kidney or something, I'd probably say, like, sure, whatever, go ahead. But I I did some research on kidney transplants, and, like, the number of things that can go wrong is not very high. It's pretty much the same as for every surgery. But things can still go wrong, so there are risks. And I don't feel like I wouldn't just go into the hospital and say, have a kidney, because um, then you're just putting yourself at risk. That's more risks. And of course it causes more risks in the future too. So I don't think I would do that unless it was someone who really mattered to me. Or or if my kidneys were like special or someone needed a kidney that was like you have we need your kidney specifically for this person. Then I could I might I might say okay in that situation. It also depends on how old I am and stuff. I don't know. It's kind of a case by case thing. Yeah. Before, before we. Oh, are you done? Uh, I've got. I've just got one more thing to say. Okay. I think this isn't going to be a very relevant topic for too much longer because I think, I think there's enough money in the tissue synthesizing industry. As Let's Garrett, go. Yeah. <laughs> that I think this is a problem that we're going to solve fairly soon. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. I, I want to. Well, I, I want to say we will. But I know people also don't like change, and that's the end. Of my that's story. true. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. You're saying that people don't like getting kidneys. I mean, well, okay. Um, to, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm just going to like like lab grown kidneys. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's um, like the, the way it's they like do the, it right now. I mean, um, our people already get skin grafts. Yeah, but uh, the way they figured out how to do it the easiest right now is a little bit uh, quote unquote unethical. They're trying to take. They're growing human organs inside of other animals. Uh-oh. Don't think of it like 3D printing because uh, 
right now, I think, like, the nervous system's, like, super hard to do right now because, like, we can 3D print ears and stuff because it's just cartilage um, and other stuff, obviously. But right now, the easiest way to do it is literally growing organs on or inside of other animals. Like, they've also, they've successfully done ears on, like, mice and stuff. That's but, disturbing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. If, you're, if we, some guy was just like, hey, you want a pig liver in you? Which you, it'd save your life, yeah, but the public's going to be a little bit weirded out by that. Or do you want a human liver that we yanked out of a pig? I mean, I, I do. I, I mean, I'd be fine with that. I'm just, I'm just more of the, like imagining the ear on the rat or on the mouse. Which <laughs> oh, that's a, really that's disturbing. actually a pretty common uh, picture. Around. like it's a, it's a human ear going on the back of a mouse. Ugh. Exactly. Yes. That's gross. But you know what? If we need ears... I'd take a liver out of a... Oh, God. Anyway, uh, I just looked it up. Anyway, but I'd take a liver out of a pig. I mean, like, why not? (laughs) Yeah, give me the pig. Let's go. I'm going to work in this industry. Yeah, well, I believe... What what happens when I'm under anesthetic, I don't really care about. (laughs) Yeah, the less the public knows, the better. (laughs) Knock me out and do whatever you want to me. Anyway... That I think this is important. It, the important thing here is not the question of, is this going to happen? Because I think we can pretty safely say that eventually we'll be able to grow synthetic organs or grow organs in oh, other animals yeah. and translate them. Definitely. In fact, we're sort of doing it now. <laughs> but the, the most important question is, when is it going to happen? Because, Matt, you won't have to donate your kidneys in 40 years if we've already solved this problem by then. So, won't stop me. I'll cut it out myself and hand it out on the street corners. <laughs> I'm a good person, and I'm going to prove it. Are, are you are you just waiting for the day somebody like kidnaps you and you wake up in a in a bath of ice with a scar and it's like, yeah, we took your kidneys. Like, oh, thanks. Finally. <laughs> Do you just have a fear of kidneys? Is that it? This thing's weighing me down, man. I want to go faster. <laughs> Gotta go fast. Before before we go on, we we mentioned the organ donor little sticker on driver's licenses. You know what I kind of wish we had now? What? Organ hoarder stamps. (laughs) Oh, boy. But that's not, that's not the, that's not the same as refusing the organ donor stamp. That is, if I get in a car crash and the other person dies, give me their organs, even if I don't need them, to make me stronger. (laughs) Six livers. Eventually, you'll be strong enough to have six livers. Hey, man, a minivan. That's all. <laughs> okay, actually, um, okay. Matt, you, even though it was really funny, uh, you do bring up like a good point. The way it looked like policy on this whole um, organ donor stuff, it's actually different in other countries and stuff like. In Australia, I think. Uh, don't call me out on this, Australians. Uh, if one of them's listening and I'm wrong, which I'm probably, I'm probably wrong. I'm wrong most of the time. Anyway, they have it as an opt-out system where everyone automatically does it. Because, like, uh, look, th- think about this way: if like you're strongly against organ donation, like, hey, you can just leave. You can opt out. But most of us are just too lazy or actually want to give it away. So it would jump the rate like a large amount. I think, at least. Australia's kind of big on that kind of thing. They've got mandatory voting laws there, too. Well, mandatory yep. voting laws are a lot more common. That's not really that's not really relevant. 
Okay, Larson, they had swords. Once they, they, they banned guns and everyone went out in the streets and hit people with swords. Okay, moving on. What? <laughs> they were trying to get swords. <laughs> <laughs> I went on to the American Transplant Foundation. Apparently, as a living organ donor, you can give someone one of the lobes of your lung. Oh, really? Yeah, you can. You can. I someone a lung. I didn't know that. That's really scary. There's probably a lot of complications with that. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, like, that's that's really noble if you want to do that because you'll probably save someone's life given they need a lung. But uh, yeah. Well, you'll you'll probably save someone's life with any with any donation. Yeah. A finger mm-hmm. donation. Because there's so many people on that list. You're not allowed to do oh, that. We should, we should, Are you allowed to do that? We should mention the list. We haven't talked about the list yet. Yes, that's, yeah. There's, like, right. a, the list of people who need organ donations, specifically kidney donations, is astronomical. It's, like, over 100,000 people. Now, some of them can't get donations for whatever reason. No, I don't think that's astronomical. That's pretty that's big, pretty, man. That is That is quite a hefty amount. How many people are in the United States? A lot. Uh, How many of them have over two kidneys? A lot. I'm not saying that it's it's it, like I'm not saying that it's an easy problem to fix. Should we choose to? But there are like 370 million people in the U.S. Yes. But uh, like a hundred thousand is a it's is a fraction of them. That's still quite. It's not quite. Well, I mean, think of it this way. It's We're not talking about talking about this in relative terms, Max. It doesn't matter how many people there are in the United States. What matters is the number of people on the organ transplant list. That's a lot of people. Suffering. And and like, they might, in a really morbid way to think about it, 100,000 people are on literally a list for death row. It's not, well, it's not a list for death row because you can, this is a, you can survive without a kidney. That's what dialysis is. Yeah. This is a list for life row. I guess. Once you get to the bottom of the list and it's your turn, you get to live. It's the exact opposite of death row. The life row. And <laughs> yes. it doesn't have the same ring to what sorry. Nice. Dude. Okay, I just had a great idea. Or maybe it's not a great idea, but an interesting idea. Required organ donation for convicts. Like I oh God. Because <laughs> we have a lot of convicts in America who <laughs> Who are um who are like in prison for a long time? And they ain't doing yeah. anything, and most of them probably still have all their kidneys. So like, for all I, I would like to, I would like to direct you to a little something called the Eighth Amendment. Constitution. Unusual punishment. I don't think it's that unusual. Man. Okay, first of all, it's not even punishment. I don't want to hear that. Matt, that's community service. If we're <laughs> Which is a punishment. <laughs> yes. That, there you go. It's, that's not a cruel... Is community service a cruel and unusual punishment? It is when you're asking someone to remove one of their organs. Well, I mean, but... I, I don't know. I'm thinking about this from maybe a more utilitarian perspective than I should be. But, like, all of these people, some of them are in jail for life, and they're never going to do anything. And certainly never anything that would require that they have both kidneys as opposed to just one. And it's like unless you get shanked, maybe. Okay. Other than it's other than it's theirs, and yeah, and they, they're still a human being maybe, yeah. with <laughs> rights. 
Yes, I, I know. But, like, maybe we could offer them an incentive, a big incentive. Five yeah. bucks. <laughs> well, what I was you thinking want to pay is for their organs. What I'm trying to what I'm trying to get on. What I'm trying to get to is the incarceration system in America takes. I'm not going to say it takes no prisoners because it takes a bloody ton of prisoners. <laughs> well, people pay for plasma, don't they? I don't we, know. We do pay people for donating uh, blood plasma. I'm saying, could, yeah. yeah, could could we offer an incentive to that group in the similar way that we offer? Incentive to donate blood. Get out of jail free card. Mm. Actually, we also donate. We also give incentives to people who donate normal blood, but that's like juice and cookies. We could give that to the prisoners for their organs. We should, we should talk about we, that. We spike the juice, and then when they're unconscious, we remove the kidney. <laughs> no, well, well, we're talking about that. Well, we're talking about that. Uh, has anybody here actually donated blood? I have. You have. I'm not allowed. <laughs> I have. Yeah, um, uh, Matt has. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I, I suffer from. Matt has sickness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we probably should mention that Matt kind of has a thing. <laughs> yes, but let us never say what that thing is, and only refer to it as other non-related things. <laughs> and so are, you even, are you even allowed to donate organs, or no? I could, It's. It is not like an organ problem. Hmm. It's just my heart. I mean, Your not my heart. Open. It's syphilis. I'm not allowed to donate blood, but I'm allowed to donate uh, organs. Hmm. The thing is, I I haven't donated blood, but I think it's because I have the um, I have hypoglycemia issues, so I I I worry about that because I get like really shaky when my blood pressure gets low. And uh, your blood your blood pressure gets pretty low when you donate blood, so I'm I haven't done it, but I think it's great that you guys have. I was kind of worried that you guys would say you win. They gave me an absence for it. <laughs> they offered incentives. <laughs> I went with my mom once. That's good. I'm I'm glad that you guys should. And everybody who listens to this, if anybody ever listens to this, which I don't know why you would, uh, you should donate blood. It's oh. a good thing to do. <laughs> oh, sick burn, dude. Oh, wait. That's I was, was going to hold off throwing this under the bus, but dang. <laughs> if, we get, if we get thrown under the bus, they can give our kidneys and other organs to people who need them. <laughs> well, I, I, if you want, I can introduce a, a more complex situation in this also. Uh, is, it the dry, is it the trolley problem? Okay, if it's the trolley problem, I'll be very disappointed. No, it's not the trolley problem. It is <laughs> if you run over the five people, you get to harvest their organs. And save the <laughs> but if you push the guy and take his organs as you push him to stop the train. But what if the train squishes there? <laughs> okay, there's nothing to squish if we take all their organs before they go down there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, no, what what I propose is um, people are, you know, we're sick of, uh, we, we want to reduce the, you know, the list, you know, that exists of people who need organs at any given time. We want to get rid of that. So uh, the government decides, okay, we're going to have like a mandatory system, but it's going to be a lottery where at any given point, like everybody's like in this lottery, uh, like a you know computer random census generated uh, thing will show up, and like it'll be you, and you have to you know go in and give up your organs. 
That's interesting. But at any given point, then, if uh, if you need an organ, that can happen for you also. So, like, that thereby eliminates the, the list of, you know, organ transplants. So you want like, everybody's on this shared agreement. So you want, like, a draft. Like yes. a draft sort of situation. An organ oh, draft. So God. that sounds, that's interesting, but I have a problem with that, hmm. which is that organ donation is incredibly complicated, and you can really screw someone over by taking, like, one of their kidneys. Like, if it's a really active person who does a lot of active stuff, they might need their kidney, or if they have a risky job where they could, like, have a problem with one of their kidneys. Those people mm-hmm. almost, you can't, you can't take their kidneys. That would, be, that would be inhumane. That would be a death sentence in some cases. Well, we can have, like, a bureaucratic system in place to analyze each case. If someone contests... The, the bureaucracy can swoop in and be like, hmm. And, and on, on the moral compass of that also, like at any given point when you're chosen for this, you are also agreeing that, you know, if you ever need an organ, then it can easily be provided for you. Now, I, I like that, but there's also psychological implications to giving an organ. And there's also the question of how well people could handle that. And that's not something you can just get an exemption for. Like, I don't think yeah. I could handle it mentally. That's something that's hard to take into account if you're doing it if you're doing like a draft thing that's I'm awesome. gonna know we have a draft for military service which can have similar lasting impacts on people the draft is stupid we can talk about the draft some other time that was, that's on the list isn't it I don't know <laughs> I actually I think there is something for uh, selective service and women in the military but we'll get to that when we come to it <laughs> Uh, tune in next time, <laughs> or or the other time. It's po- it might not be the next topic, so no promises. Yeah, it, it, I, I, I say that every time. My, oh, my la- one of my last semesters last year, I, I was in a contemporary moral problems class, and that was what we what we went through. The kidney thing. The, yeah, the organ lottery. Oh, that's interesting. Oh. So, so mm-hmm. that's not, like, your idea? That's, is that, like, a common no. thing that is brought up? I don't think it's like a that? common thing, but it was, you know, it's an article written by a guy. That's interesting. <laughs> that's by, cool. by a philosophy guy. That's cool and interesting. Yeah, I've heard it before. I mean, most of the things on it are pretty negative, but, you know, it gets you thinking. I, I think, can I say, I think that's a better system than the current one, but I don't think it's the best system. Yeah. Well, I don't know, because yeah. it, it draws to the fact that you know, if any given person can give up their kidney and they don't, is that morally wrong? I I don't think it's morally wrong, just because giving up a kidney has enough enough medical implications that it's not good for you. That's pretty that's pretty not debatable. It's not good for you to give up a kidney. There are lots of bad things that can happen, but it's still. It's still a really good thing to do. It's sort of good in the abstract, but not something you would do specifically. The thing about the organ lottery that's that's getting to me is it it inherently calls up questions about the morality of the, the military draft and selective service. That's that's the most direct mm-hmm. and obvious analog that we have. Mm. Well, that's be- going to war. Is that because is that because they're similar, or is that because we don't have any other drafts? Like, if we had any other draft, would it be more similar to that draft than the military draft? Well, I well, it would be, but I, d- I don't necessarily think that's 
Well, depending on the other kind of draft, like since we have, I suppose theoretically there's an infinite number of drafts we could have, surely one could be a closer analog. But military services uh, could be fairly analogous, at least in the long-term effects post-tour. I don't know. The the military almost, I'm willing to say, first of all, the draft is stupid. Second of all, the military has much more much more concrete effects long term. And I I think that if we went and gave out organs and saved the lives of everyone on the organ transplant list, we would see concrete impacts long term. I mean, yeah, um, but I still have the same problem that I had with, like, the prisoner, um, like, thing. It's mainly just you don't have a choice. Hey, you get your number. Sorry. Um... Yeah. I, I just don't like the not the no choice part because it really kind of, in my mentality and like my philosophy of life, it kind of gets rid of the whole like life thing. Yeah, which, which is the same thing with the military draft. Welcome to the Hunger Games. <laughs> we, we, dystopian. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I have, oh, how much do you think people will be willing to pay to have organs made for them? I mean, Seven. ooh. If it's well, saved life, probably a lot. Probably just about everything. Like that's I, Gareth. Gareth, if this is a joke about the musical instrument, I'm going to shut you up. I mean, if, it, if it's a choice, no, no, if it's, it's a, a <laughs> if it's a choice between paying for an organ or waiting on the hundred thousand plus list, you know. Mm. Well, it's question like this is this is something where it's kind of like any other medical commodity in that there's a market. Mm-hmm. But you, yeah. it's also sort of a monopoly. Because oh, it's, yeah. It's, All medical is horrible. It's, yeah. n- it's a non-negotiable price point. Yeah, it's exactly. like, it's like, hey, we, we'll grow your organ for $100,000. I don't have $100,000. Then die. Uh, uh, okay, okay. I guess I could take out a couple loans or something and ruin myself. It's it's stuff like that. Like, like would the government have to control it? I mean, they won't, clearly, but... Would they kind of have to? Well, I would say that it. I mean, it, it's the same. It's it's sort of like um, what's happening right now with uh, with what are the shots that you get EpiPen. for like allergies? EpiPen, right? EpiPen, EpiPen. like EpiPen. the EpiPen thing that's going on right now, uh, where you know people can't get EpiPens because you know the person who now owns the EpiPen company like has just jacked their prices up. And now people have to pay a really large amount to, you know, get their EpiPens that they need. Um, yeah, it, you're right. That's that, that's very, very similar. And, you know, yeah. and EpiPens, like, expire, too. So, like, after a while, they just don't work. <laughs> yeah. Like, so if you don't use them, you have to keep buying them. And, you know, it's it, it's just tough to do that. I don't like... I don't think the synthetic organ thing will matter until, like, it can become commercialized to a lot of people. Yeah. Like... There's also the problem of the EpiPen thing is a problem because it's sort of a monopoly, and mm-hmm. it's like only one person makes these. You could argue that if there were more companies producing EpiPens, it would be more capitalist and more laissez-faire, yeah. and the price would go down. So if organ donation, if you could like pay to have organs made for you, would there have to be a bunch of companies competing for your business? And is that a good business model? The, the question becomes, actually, I don't, I don't, mm, could I'll you patent, like better. 
<laughs> Could you patent the process of making a kidney. They they probably already have. So so then no one else could do it, and you inherently have the monopoly on kidney transplant. Well, that's that's kind of a question of can you copy, can you patent any sort of medical anything? Well, clearly we can because there are medical patents all over the place. Well, (laughs) I mean, that brick has been laid down. So the logical conclusion is that you can patent the which is not a good sign because we just described what could happen in that situation. Well, right now, like all that the kidney growing or synthetic, you know, organ process is right now is, you know, like when you see in a movie, it's a, oh, we'll, we'll like, we'll have to do an experimental procedure. Like that's what it is pretty much. It's an experimental procedure that, you know, you have to pay a large part. Like, well, you have to pay a lot, but there's, you know, low chance to success, but it may save your life, you know. Yes, but it won't, it won't always be that, though. Eventually, it might be yeah. easy and standardized, just like EpiPens. And then we'll run into the EpiPen problem, maybe. That's the thing. So, so last year, I took a course for my engineering ethics, and in it, we covered U.S. copyright law. And one of the components of U.S. it was so one of the components of U.S. copyright laws. You cannot patent uh, a product of nature. So the question becomes: Can you patent making a kidney? Because you come up with the process for making the kidney, but Mother Nature already made the kidney. I'm guaranteeing so, you can. You could, you could patent the um, box that you make the kidney in. The if, thing if is, no limitations. You totally can. Because here's the thing. Um, I, I think we're like looking at this, like thinking, hey, there's going to be one patent on the kidney. But most of like these big, large uh, companies that make all this stuff, they usually just bulk patent stuff. Like I'm not going to name any companies, but there's this one company I look into all the time. They got thirty thousand patents. They just have a bunch of small patents, and that's the one. They go together to make the one thing. Yeah. So sometimes those patent people who are trying to approve it won't actually be able to see that in advance that it's going to be a, a, a kidney because it gets to a point where it's so small, it kind of looks like nothing. That's that's a good point. I've, I've heard about, like, that bulk patenting before. It's kind of oh, – I don't want to bring it back to YouTube, but it's kind of like YouTube where um, – you can you can call copyright claims on, on so many things and because copyrights kind of work in that way too and yeah but, and it's it becomes almost impossible to make something that doesn't infringe on a copyright or on intellectual property I guess would be more correct in terms of YouTube stuff which was copyright is so confusing because of Disney <laughs> I'm I oh. uh, I'm with the uh, the the patenting of the, the synth kidney. One of the, one of the things we're going to note is that decision, because there's that uh, that apparent uncertainty, would come down probably to the decision of a judge, oh. and then probably get appealed to an appellate court, and then probably up to the Supreme Court. This is something that could, like, this is, this is a wild conjecture because they could always fall back on the bulk patents, but it is entirely possible that this is a sort of thing that will wind up being a landmark Supreme Court decision. I, I honestly yeah. hope it does because I, 
I think that would kind of help break down the patent system in the medical industry, which I, I think is one of the bigger problems in it right now. Maybe. I don't know. Pharmacy. <laughs> one of the several dozen bigger problems. Oh, we, we can talk about that some other time after, like... I don't know if we can. <laughs> yeah, we are, after all, just just four college kids who think That's, they know everything. Yeah, and those are not our majors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about, like... You want to talk about, like, Java programming? I know a bit about Java. want to Java talk about English. Bioengineering, <laughs> 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 mm, okay. Tasty. So, uh, I think, anything else you guys want to say, or you guys kind of want to call it there? I think we've covered this topic pretty thoroughly. Yeah. Well, I, I just have, like, one thing just to say uh, for, like, the patent thing. I think it'll become, like, the patent thing will be addressed, like, sooner rather than later because, you know, the whole EpiPen thing in general. I, I guess it really just comes up to whether or not people complain about it enough because, I think, obviously, if we get into, like, the kidney transplant thing, everyone will complain about it because, you know, there's a, there's just going to be, like, a lot of people and there's going to be just, I don't, I don't really know. Well, I, the thing about that is that in order for the Supreme Court to make a ruling on it, it has to go to the Supreme Court. And the question is, can it get there even if there's, like, a patent hell for it to get through first? That's the question. But who knows? Yeah, we don't know. I wish we did. Anyway, thank you for listening. All this time will tell. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for listening to Civil. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. But before we go, I want to talk about how weird it is how many Pokemon ran hidden power bugs. Or, or, 